The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our theme today is Don't Waste Your Cancer. We'll have a guest join us in just a few moments. But what, what's behind that statement, Percy? Don't waste your cancer. It's a powerful school of thought, and it really has to speak to the idea of everything that happens to us and, and all that uh, even the Lord allows to happen in our lives has a reason and a purpose for it. And in many cases, people are so fixated and for obvious reasons when they're diagnosed with cancer that I'm simply trying to get well. I'm simply trying to be healed and be made whole. And that's part of the journey, obviously, an obvious journey of being a cancer patient. But even beyond that, there is another potential purpose behind that experience that can uh, gravitate and lift you to a place of of meaningful life that goes beyond just getting well and being free from sickness and disease. And so we want those who may be experiencing cancer today not to waste their cancer experience only on just getting well. Mm-hmm. There's an aha moment and a bigger purpose potentially behind that experience that will allow you to be a blessing to others in ways that you could not imagine. It's an intangible, but our attitude has a lot to do with our healing, doesn't it? Well, our attitude has everything to do with our healing because at the end of the day, you truly are what you believe you are. You truly are what you think you are. You truly can do only what you think that is possible to be done. And so the attitude of thought, the attitude of gratitude, the attitude of there's something else here can buoy and lift us into places of empowerment that will allow us to do amazing things, Wayne. A little later today, we want to offer you a list of scripture references that can help shape this attitude. We'll get to that later in the program here today. And a guest will join us, as I mentioned, Mary Fields will be with us today. You like to open with scripture, though. What have you chosen this week? Our spiritual nugget for today is found in Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 10 through 12, and it reads as follows. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful. This is our operative portion of the verse. Be joyful in hope patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And that's going to really uh, play a big part of the conversation that we're going to hear today from Mary, who is going to help us to understand how those schools of thought allowed her to move and is moving through her process. Those attributes describe her life in the midst of her cancer journey. And it describes the path that she's walking and how she's being empowered to walk that path. You'll meet her coming up on today's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We're found online at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, 
personalized care and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Once again, it's great to have you listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, who's here with our guest now. I'm so excited. With me today is Mary Fields, who is an actively treating cancer patient at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia. And we are thrilled to have you with us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Well, in looking at you and, and, and hearing some of your backdrop of your story, I'm encouraged today because, again, we're here to speak to people about health, hope, and inspiration. That's the name of our show. And based upon just that which I've gleaned from you, I think that you, you are hopeful and you are inspired and that you're working through your health and wellness. Let's first talk a little bit about your story. Uh, when were you diagnosed with cancer? How did you react to that? And then let's talk a little bit about how, how you began to move forward and through that process. My cancer diagnosis came in the fall of 2015. And it was a total surprise because I'm a person that eats healthy, uh, exercises and rests and doing all the right things. But um, when I got the diagnosis, I was just a little surprised. I never had an element of fear and uh, still don't have any fear. And so fear wasn't my emotion. My emotion was surprise. I was totally surprised. My husband, on the other hand, was totally afraid, okay. devastated. Mm. You said you weren't afraid. Fear was not what really hampered you, but it was a surprise. Surprise of what? Surprise about? The surprise was that I had cancer. There were several members in my family that had had cancer previously to me, sisters. So there's a history. There is a history, but it's not the same type of cancer. Okay. And I don't know a lot about that end of it, but I do know that um, they had cancer in their early years, and they're quite older than me. So it came as a surprise because I was going along, living healthily, having no problems whatsoever with my health. That's the surprise. And the type of cancer, if I may ask, that you were diagnosed with? Uh, HER2 positive breast cancer. Okay, so you're a breast cancer patient. And, of course, we know that breast cancer is, in terms of uh, familiarity in the public square, the the big conversation that many people talk about and focus on. So you're probably talking to a lot of uh, men and women today, as we know that there are men now who are being diagnosed with cancer. So you're surprised. You're living a healthy lifestyle. You're, I'm assuming, doing all of the things, whether it be exercise, eating correctly, because we focus and we've talked about those different elements uh, in terms of possible preventive measures of, of what one can do with respect to cancer. So you've, you've basically are living that lifestyle and here you are diagnosed with cancer. How do you now process through that? What were your initial steps of working through that you, surprise? What did you do? The first thing that I did was I began with prayer because in, in my mind and my belief is that God has a plan and a purpose for me and for everyone. So I knew from the get-go that God had a plan in this and a purpose for me to go through this journey. And I say through this journey because it is a journey and I am going through it. It never stopped me from doing anything. I have been working all along. Okay. I have been serving in ministry all along. Okay. So for me... The very first thing was prayer. Then the next step was 
following the answers I received from God and for my direction. So then I moved forward in researching this particular breast cancer Okay. and research, obviously, through the Internet, but also through um, a lot of journals, uh, medical journals. Sure. And just trying to get a, uh, get my head wrapped around what it is that we're dealing with okay. and which direction should I go. So you're surprised. Yes. You're living a healthy lifestyle. You're told that you have cancer, breast cancer. The way that you responded and reacted to your shock and surprise was you. It sounds like you became active and engaged. You didn't get polarized or, or paralyzed. You began to research information. You began to look. Is that just your natural personality to kind of respond in a, in a surprise situation to react and fight back and push back? I mean, I'm trying to get a sense of for people who may be listening, you know, how did you take the steps of, of action, the action steps that you took or, or were you even conscious of how you began to take those steps moving forward? Uh, I would say I was conscious in one way and not so much another way. The consciousness came from realizing that this is this is my health and this is my body and this is my spirit and I need to go forward with it. The the unconscious part is my natural personality of being resourceful for other people. Okay. So basically, and again, one of the other things that you said in your opening commentary, obviously I would assume that you are a person that embraces a, a spiritual faith belief system of some sort. Uh, that that's important to you because you said you began with prayer. You began with seeking wisdom from 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 God and direction from God. And of course, our audience are uh, we're speaking to people of faith and, and believers in that regard. And so from there, your reaction and your action steps was to begin to kind of research, get information. You got that information. Uh, you began see- seeking treatment and 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 began down a path. What next now happens? Because obviously you've had treatment. You are still treating. How have you been able to work through the different highs and lows of being a cancer patient? I would imagine that every day hasn't been on the mountaintop for you. You've had some struggles and some challenges, I would imagine. Let's talk about that. Well, in the beginning, um, after the research, I didn't embark on any treatment right away. I I waited. I waited for God to supernaturally heal me without any medicine and I gave some time to that. In that meantime, I was using something natural. So at the point that I had a biopsy, to conf- or, or not the biopsy, but to begin treatment, I had moved from stage one to stage two. I'm still not afraid because I know that God has a plan and a purpose. I keep going back to his word. Okay. His word is my anchor. Okay. I want to really deal with this last piece. This is an important piece. I've been doing this a long time. And one of the dynamics of people of faith uh, in some cases, not in all cases, uh, approaching or addressing the issues of sickness and disease is, again, to tap into their faith and their belief in uh, the supernatural and the divine healing of God. Uh, You were believing that. You attempted to move down that direction, did some other things. But at some point, you transitioned into actual medical treatment. How did you make that decision? Because what I want this audience to hear is that we believe in the supernatural. We believe in the healing power of God. I certainly do. But there's also the dynamic and the element of ownership that I need to seek some medical treatment along with my belief in a higher power. Let's talk about that. The more that I learned about this particular cancer through research and other people, doctors, nurses, and so forth, 
I came to a point where I would have to seek medical treatment. Okay. How did you come to that point? What was the aha moment? The aha moment was when my third opinion said, this cancer is very aggressive, very invasive. If you don't do anything, we can't guarantee anything. And with that, how did you internalize that principle with your belief in a supernatural divine healing? Because now we've, we've got two schools of thought at work here. How did you come to terms with that? Because I have known of people of faith who would resist the idea of actually making the decision to apply medical therapy, evidence-based medicine, because in some ways, they felt that that was in conflict with their faith of believing and, and trusting in God. How did you come to terms with amalgamating the two together? Well, it kind of goes back again to um, a little booklet a friend gave me early on that's written by John Piper that says, don't waste your cancer. That, that booklet, all that I had read in there came back to me at that moment, and I realized that if God has a plan and a purpose for my life, then there is a purpose for this cancer and that God can use the people that I will be interacting with okay. on the medical, in the medical community okay. and otherwise for his purpose and for his plan. So you came to terms with that. You mm -hmm. said, listen, I'm still trusting in God, but I need to apply some, some good evidence-based medical treatment to this process. There was no conflict in your heart of your faith versus medicine and science, you move forward. You're now still an actively treating patient. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. You look fantastic. Thank you. I feel great. I still do most of the same things I've always done as far as exercising. And my. there's times when there are struggles, struggles with energy level and different things. And my lowest point was when I couldn't eat for six days. Okay. God just spoke to me and he said, I am the lifter of your head. Lift your head, daughter. Wow. I'm healing you. So the moment that I lifted my head and lifting my head is looking above and forging on ahead. Okay. And when I did that, it turned. And obviously the medical treatment was a part of it, a big okay. part of it. And that's an important thing. We yes. want to make sure that we clarify that. Great. And I believe that God uses doctors and medicine and naturopath and all sorts of things for healing. Amen. So, and we call that integrative medicine. And we've talked about that on our show many, many times because it's an important distinction. You, you engage in a program called Our Journey of Hope. We've talked about this program many times on the show. I'm, I'm very intimately aware of that program, uh, which is a faith-based training curriculum for churches and, and spiritual leaders to start cancer care ministries in their local churches. You've gone through that training. Talk about the benefit of that. For, why did you choose to do that, and how is that working for you in your local church right now? I signed up to come through the um, Our Journey of Hope training Prior to my diagnosis. Oh, I would, did you? Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Um, it was probably six months later when I actually came through the training after my diagnosis. And I was having treatment during the training. And from there, I've begun the cancer training in my church. How is that going in it's, your local church? It's going great. Uh, God has sent more people than I could even count to be a part of that ministry. We're not quite finished with the training, but it, I'm not wasting my cancer, obviously. Amen. 
So would this would it be safe to say, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, that your opening comment was that you began to pray when you were originally diagnosed and that God has a plan and a purpose for this episode, this series in your life, would it be safe to say that the Our Journey of Hope uh, opportunity was part of that plan and purpose? You know, who better to help support other cancer patients or train others to support cancer patients and their caregivers but someone who's actually gone through the process of being a cancer patient? Would it be safe to say or fair to say that you believe that this was part of the overall plan that God had for your life with this process? Absolutely. I believe that wholeheartedly. Because I can tell you testimony after testimony of people that I've been in contact with and the inspiration that I've received from our journey of hope ministry personally and beyond that. So now I can pass it on. The scripture that I leaned on the entire time and that I still do is comes from Romans twelve twelve. It says to be rejoiceful in hope, patient in affliction, and continue in prayer. Amen. Last big thing, what is the one thing that you would like to say that would inspire someone listening to you today, Mary? I'd say lift your head up, never give up. God has a plan for you, a purpose for you, and for this cancer that you're going through. We don't know what it is right now, but as you continue to heal, he unfolds it one step at a time. Just take it one step, one day at a time, and trust God. Mary Fields, active, treating, cancer patient, who has lifted up her head and encouraging and inspires to do the same. Thank you. God bless you and continue success to all that you do. Thank you. And to you as well. What a terrific lady. I'm so glad you brought her to the program here today, Percy. Well, she's inspiring. Obviously we want to continue to encourage others who are walking the path of cancer and how better than to hear from one who is actually doing that as we speak. Yeah. Mary talked about the importance of scripture in her life and we want uh, to make something available to our listeners in that regard. Absolutely. One of the things that I've been asked often by many who support cancer patients who may do hospital visitation is they may not necessarily be very well versed with scriptures verbatim. And so we've provided a resource of topical scriptures that will be relevant for certain scenarios and subjects for those that you may be ministering to. And so we're going to make that available and we're going to uh, allow you to be able to download that and have that at your disposal. Sure. There's no cost or obligation. It uh, showcases the insight that God's word provides for leadership, for healing, for peace, for encouragement and strength. And these scripture references are all available as a download, as Percy said, at healthhopeandinspiration.com, healthhopeandinspiration.com. More coming up on today's program. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. 
care that never quits. And welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. And what a treat to hear from Mary Fields here today. She was a delight. And again, we're, we're talking about someone who is walking the walk, uh, talking the talk, and basically earning her right to wear the T-shirt of being a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy for someone to sit on the sideline and say what one should do or could do. Uh, this is an individual who is, is currently still walking that path and inspiring while she's inspiring herself to continue to trust and believe that God has everything under control. She talked about the surprise factor, and people respond differently when that surprise hits. That's absolutely correct. At the end of the day, many people have many different ranges of emotional response. Typically, people uh, are dealing with the issue of fear, uh, in some case, disbelief. Uh, and she used the exact statement that uh, she dealt with the, the the response of being surprised, being caught off guard. She talked about the fact that she lived, uh, from her perspective, a very healthy life and uh, ate well and et cetera, et cetera. And yet still she found herself dealing with the, the and facing the circumstances of being a cancer patient. And she had to work through the dynamic of ultimately being surprised so that then she can move forward from there. She wasn't a passive patient. She was a very active patient. She did her research. She also trusted God. Well, uh, interesting. She said that one of her natural dispositions, just as a human, we all have certain predispositions that we have, is that she's very resourceful. And so she began to start, you know, looking for for information, uh, trying to educate herself around her uh, process and her disease, etc. And then ultimately found herself dealing with and going back to the core of her faith, Mm -hmm. that she was trusting and believing God for supernatural healing. Nothing wrong with that. And nothing is wrong with that. And at the end of the day, as believers, we all should uh, ascribe to that school of thought. And I am an advocate of that. But I'll tell you, Wayne, interestingly enough, I was just at a major evangelical Christian convocation sharing information about uh, the work that I do and et cetera. And I had a particular person who basically said, well, I just pray for people and everyone that I pray for, they get healed. Mm. And I quite frankly, I said, that's not true Mm -hmm. because everyone that we pray for, you know, we have good intentions and everyone that is praying and trusting and believing God does not necessarily receive a supernatural healing. And I think it's important to make this distinction because we want to empower the local faith community to certainly embrace and use their faith, but also be willing to utilize good conventional medical care. Well, as Mary learned, God can use medicine. He can, and, and he does. does. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting. I, I share with people all the time that in on the original management team of Jesus Christ, Inc., if you want to use those terms, <laughs> he had a physician that was part of the group. And I don't think that that was by accident. I think that he did that very strategically. And so we need not reject the schools of thought of medicine and science for the belief that we need to absolutely only have our faith working uh, with us. They can work hand in hand together. They're not mutually exclusive one from another, and they're all from God. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be encouraged about that today. Well, both you and Mary referenced Romans chapter 12. Can we return to that as we wrap up today? Absolutely. Again, our spiritual nugget is Romans 12, and we're reading verses 10 through 12, and it is, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above your yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And here's the punchline for the day. Be joyful in hope. 
patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. And I believe that that's exactly what Mary Fields is doing, has done, and will continue to do. And we are expecting great things to continue to happen to her. What a fitting scripture to go along with our theme today, Don't Waste Your Cancer. That's Reverend Percy McRae from Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. Hey, thanks for listening today. Now, before you leave, make sure you go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, because, Percy, we've put together a whole whole list of scriptures that apply. Here. Absolutely. We have some ministry resources for those of you who are supporting cancer patients, and sometimes you struggle with finding uh, scriptures to share. We have topical-based scriptures that you can utilize, leadership scriptures, healing scriptures, scriptures for hope, and et cetera, that you can download right off of our website and that you can use immediately as you go out and continue to support those who are fighting the good fight of faith. So before you forget, please go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and download this week's resource. Hey, thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.